Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Seven a.m. in San Diego, eight a.m. in Arizona. Do I have that correct, uh, guys? You're an hour ahead still until they yes. change the time. Paul and Woods at Padres Fantasy Camp. Yeah, uh, so you get an extra hour to sleep every night. That's great. It was weird waking up at like five forty-five and being totally okay and on time still. Yeah, usually it's a panic. If if you were <laughs> uh, if you woke up that late, Paulie would be absolutely panicked about getting to the studio in time. Just throwing things around the house, cursing. Yeah. <laughs> Already had Mud that. Grant on. We're going to have more of the uh, fantasy camp counselors and coaches joining us throughout the week. I know you guys said, though, uh, you've already seen some Padres prospects hard at work yeah. who get there early, including uh, some Padres on the 40-man roster. One guy you, you won't see, at least today, because I hear he's going to be here in San Diego at Petco Park, is the 16-year-old kid. The Padres officially signed over the weekend. We first heard the report about a month ago or so from Baseball America, but it became official when the window opened on January 15th. Padres agreeing to the number one international prospect, essentially the guy that scouts and people who cover minor league baseball and prospects almost all agree is the best 16-year-old baseball player in the world right now. (laughs) Ethan Salas, a catcher from Venezuela, a left-handed hitter, uh, the Padres uh, deemed it worthy to give him pretty much their entire or almost their entire bonus pool money, giving him $5.6 million. But everything I'm hearing about this kid, I mean, there's no sure thing when it comes to a 16-year-old turning into a Major League Baseball star. But in terms of as, as good of a start as you can get, he seems to be off to that in his young baseball career. You know, it's interesting. We we heard about him uh, yesterday as well from, from Riley uh, Westman, and he said... He goes, look, you know, we obviously deal with a lot of kids here, and there's 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever. He said, the thing I like about this kid is that he's a fan of the game, and he's a student of the game. And he goes, I can't tell you guys how incredibly, incredibly rare that is these days. Um, and I, I, I that like make, when he wakes up, he's reading about the games that happened over. Yeah, like when he he knows done about with the game. He's watching baseball tonight. He could tell you any statistics. Baseball any game the night before. Yeah, he's a baseball rat, and you know it's funny. It sounds trivial, and it sounds like it shouldn't matter. Um, but it's the the number one piece of advice I ever got from a coach when I was little was 
watch baseball. It's the most important thing you can do to be a good baseball player. Watch baseball. Know baseball. Uh, if that's what you want to be, try to know everything you can uh, about it. And it's just not the case in so many kids these days. So, uh, you know, parents, you know, if you want your kid to be a good baseball player, say, hey, look, you can be as good as you can take as many grounders as you want. You need to watch the game and you need to watch how the best do it. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting. He is, is that kind of kid. He's He knows the history. He knows uh, about the current players. He's into it. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, his dad played the major leagues, his uncle, his grandfather. So he comes from a lineage that, that knows what it's all about to begin with. His tools seem to be, I mean, the entire toolkit, a great swing. He's got power potential. He's already got a, an advanced eye at the plate. Yeah, and behind the plate, he's a good receiver. He's got a great arm. And then kind of the intangibles is what I kept hearing everybody talk about. I'm going 16 years old. I mean, if you you don't, there's no, there's no intangibles for a 16-year-old. But then I watched him. On MLB Network, uh, you know, Harold Reynolds was interviewing yesterday. They wanted for like 12 minutes. You know how hard it is to interview a 16-year-old for 12 minutes and have him keep giving answers and talking? And he was fantastic. I mean, he, he's bilingual. He speaks both Spanish and English English completely fluently, uh, which is, while not essential, there's plenty of great ball players who, who don't speak more than one language. For a catcher who's going to be going out to the mound and, you know, helping facilitate conversations with, you know, Latin ball players and, uh, you know, English speaking, speaking pitching coaches sometimes, that is actually kind of critical. And, and he's already uh, shown that that's something that he has embraced and feels, yeah, I, I got to be that guy that uh, can help out my teammates. I mean, this is so impressive for a 16-year-old. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, and you know, don't don't I wouldn't count on him in the next <laughs> two to three seasons no but, no uh, yeah. there's obviously a lot of of work to do a lot of um you know he's got a lot of growing to do he's not going to look in three or four years like he looks today but uh i thought that was you know really really good move and by all accounts didn't see anybody ripping the move uh, at all and uh i know the pottery's been do you have an update they've added a bunch of arms that have kind of i was looking at my my feed yesterday it was like Padres offered this guy, Padres signed this guy. A bunch of, of depth pieces uh, in, in the minor leagues, and I need to go back and look. Didn't know if you had that in I don't have the full list. I did see you know some minor league signings, some I- invitations to spring camp. Uh, you know, it, At some point, you need to add as many arms as you possibly can. There was a, a pitcher who had been in Japan you know, that had been working out that got a minor league invitation and uh, an invitation to camp that AJ signed over the weekend so i think the more when it comes to pitching especially hey you know what if you sign 10 guys and nine of them don't work out but one of them does probably was smart you know it's sometimes it's just a matter of quantity and getting enough guys in there that you know hopefully one or two of them impresses something clicks for them in spring training and you may get some use from them not not necessarily in your starting rotation right away but as depth as a guy you can call up in the middle of the season to make a spot start or two or, or working out of the bullpen, you need arms to get through a 162-game season and usually more than you've got just on your 40-man roster. Yeah, no question about it. As I mentioned uh, in the break, or uh, in the, the opening break this morning, uh, Adrian Morejon is out here right now. He's scheduled to throw a pin here in a couple of hours. Our boy Ricky uh, said, hey, as soon as he lets, you know, lets it fly, I'll let you know. Going to run out there and maybe get a little video. Uh, so make sure to check the socials later. Going to uh, be able to report back tomorrow. Uh, Michelle Baez out here again. And those are two names we talked about last week as, you know, through no fault of their own, right? Guys, both both 
of them have been injured uh, at times. But it's one of those things where it's like, all right, man, we're getting to that point. You know, can you can you be a big league pitcher? Can you stay? Do you have staying power? Are you going to be a part of this rotation? Because there is seemingly a fifth spot uh, on a championship contender that's wide open, and uh, it's going to be pretty fun to watch these guys compete for it. You know, you talk about uh, you know the sixteen year olds aren't going to be complete you know competing on the big league level for quite some time, but you know Adrian Morejon, what is he twenty four now? I mean, he's he's twenty three. He's still twenty three years old. Yep. That's you know that's kind of the age that a lot of guys they don't even make their big league debut until they're twenty three or twenty four. If you do it any sooner than that, you're ahead of the curve. So you know keep that in mind when you think about a pitcher like Adrian Morejon. He feels like he's been around forever yeah, because the Padres brought him around so so early. And you think, well, if he hasn't shown it by now, you know, then he's never going to. This guy's just a, and also ran a major league baseball. He's still of an age where a lot of guys would be pitching in double-A and triple-A and just now maybe being brought up for their first stint in Major League Baseball. So it's it's important to remember that perspective on some of these younger players. It is, it is, and, and like I said, there's nothing you can do about uh, injury, you know, but it, it's so good to see them here putting in the work, um, you know, getting ready for, for what should be a really exciting season. So uh, when I saw him yesterday, it was kind of the, one of those, oh, crap i didn't know he was going to be here i was kind of taken aback and and uh said hello and it's funny to see the uh the guys that are all here out here working they're on the strength program they're out here lifting and and doing some some plyo ball but to watch them watching us walk around here in uniform is one of the funnier things that you could see i mean they're looking at us like why do we have to eat outside now because of all these fat guys are eating in our cafeteria? Coach, you want us to go to field one? Oh, we don't get to play oh, on field one this Yeah, week? we don't get field one. We're on field four. Who's that guy? Oh, who are those loads hey, that coach, can't that carry their equipment? that 76 years old. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, who knows? If you, if you play well enough in fantasy camp, maybe you'll get an invitation to spring training as well. It'd be like a, a movie script. You're a big leaguer or a potential big leaguer, and you're getting forced to eat outside <laughs> by a bunch of uh, by a bunch of slobs. Let's be honest. So it's uh, it's crazy though. It's crazy. There's, it's a, a beehive of activity around here, Benji. Well, speaking of uh, Peoria, usually we play Take on Woods. Uh, we're gonna play some real or fake a little bit later. Different different schedule this week with you guys out there, but we do have a pair of tickets to give away. To a Padres spring training game in Peoria at the Peoria Sports Complex. And if you win, and you can do so by calling in right now, being the fourth caller at 833-288-0973, you'll also qualify for the grand prize, which is two tickets to a Padres spring training game, a $500 Southwest gift card to get you there, and a $500 Visa gift card to find a place to stay. So... Uh, you can go to PeoriaSportsComplex.com for tickets and info. We're getting to that point where people are already booking their vacations. You know, uh, we've you know been booking our spring training visit for a while, and we can see all the uh, options filling up very quickly. So if you want to try a chance to win, call now, 833-288-073. We're going to be giving away chances for the next uh, two or three weeks, I believe, and then eventually we'll have a grand prize a winner in March who will get to jet off to Peoria and get to see a spring training game live and in person. But, hey, at least you can win the tickets right now and uh, you know, set, set your own schedule if you want and make your own trip out to Peoria, Arizona. Uh, let's uh, Can we go out to the phones while you're answering those phones, uh, Italian Paul? Hey, we got our old friend Corona Cave Jeff who wanted to call in here, so I wanted to get him up uh, here on our 7 o'clock hour. Hey, Jeff, how you been? Good day, mate. 
today, mate. <laughs> I still love that bidet story we told uh, a couple of couple of weeks back. Hey, um, your holiday schedule is uh, it's no fun for me, man. I miss you guys when I'm here in the the CBS uh, New York folks. It's just not the same. Uh, so I do miss you guys. But then I have one question uh, that uh, I'll ask, and then you can answer off the air. This new young fella, this 16-year-old, I'm amazed, uh, you know, $5 million payday. My question is, um, who manages that $5 million for a 16-year-old? Could you guys just kind of break it down a little bit about how that money is uh, doled out? how it's uh, handled, how it's managed, all that kind of stuff. Because uh, if I got $5 million as a 16-year-old, all I can say is look out. You know, it's a yeah. good question, Jeff, actually. I don't know all the details, but I believe it's it's his money now. Now, he's a minor. I, I'm not sure what the rules are in Venezuela. As I mentioned, though, his dad was a big leaguer. His uncle was a big leaguer. Uh, he has His grandfather played in the big league. So you'd think at least there's at least some idea of how to handle it i know when he was asked woods yesterday ethan salas we're talking about and and harold said what are you gonna do what's the first big purchase you're gonna make with that 5.6 million dollars you know what he said a roth ira i haven't given it any thought at all that's really not that's not what i'm worried about i want to be you know i want to get to be the best ball player i can be and work just work on my craft and you know he really is a baseball nut and just wants to be a better baseball player, and the money I'm sure is is nice, and it's good to have some security for a long time. You know, with the first first job, first signing of a contract ever. Can you imagine that? You know, most 16 year olds are you know get a part time job at Dairy Queen after school. His first ever job gives him a 5.6 million dollar signing bonus. It can be easy to you know not you know not work as hard once you know that, but it doesn't sound like that's what is going to be the case with this kid, which is why I'm sure the Padres were willing to, to put that kind of an investment toward him. Well, and he's going to be in great hands out here. Uh, when you meet the staff out here, that, that is going to be, you know, his, his they, were, they were talking about it yesterday, how these guys are like their kids, their family, you know, and it sucks when they get traded. Uh, and they're there for the, you know, when, when their parents pass away. They're there for when they have their first child or uh, when they break up with their girlfriend. You know, they are the truly the shoulders to cry on. So they are going to be in really – he is going to be in really good hands uh, out here, as are some of the other uh, top prospects in this organization. You know, it's not, it's not an easy gig. Baseball, baseball is, is harder than hell. It's harder than hell. You throw on personal life and a lot of money and everything else to it. Sure, it's it's Cadillac problems sometimes, but um, the the team that they have in place out here, the San Diego Padres that they've put in place with Riley Westman and his staff, you just can't say enough good things about them because it is their job to turn them into not only good ball players but good men as well and and get them onto the next level, whether it's in this organization or or another one. Um, and it's they've you think about it. We're going to try to get Riley on this week. They've lost some good ones, man. They've developed some guys from, you know, ground up. And, you know, think about the Luis Patinos of the world, that they were like, you hate to lose him, but, um, you know, when you can flip guys and go out and get a Juan Soto and things like that, they get excited about that too. Looking forward to all those conversations. If you can't listen live every minute, you can listen to the Odyssey app. All of our shows for free. Just download it, and you can uh, catch up with anything on Ben and Woods that you miss all week long at Fantasy Camp. We have Don't Do This coming up next. By the way, oh, congratulations, Raul in San Diego is our first qualifier for our grand prize getaway to Padres spring training in Peoria. He called in. We'll have another chance 
to call in and win tomorrow. Uh, Woods, I know uh, you got you caught your eye the uh, news conference with the Baltimore Orioles owner yesterday. One of the Angeloses uh, definitely caught your eye for don't do this. Yeah, it, just a really terse back and forth between a reporter who I thought was really really smart and and well studied. And uh, put the owner on the spot a little bit. The owner did not handle himself very well. We love those uncomfortable audio sequences. We'll play that for you next. Uh, what do you have, Benny? Uh, let's see. Well, we had a huge uh, murder in, in college oh, sports good. over the weekend. That's never good. So Nothing we'll like to, a nice yeah, murder. To start our week, yeah. So A murder most foul. We'll get to that coming up next. It's Ben and Woods. Uh, Paul and Woods live from Padres Fantasy Camp in Peoria. We'll be right back after the check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. All right, it is Tuesday morning. It was a long holiday weekend of sports. Hope everyone had a safe one. I'll, I'll give a minor don't do this to my uh, roof, which started leaking in all the rain. I can't be. I can't believe I'm the only one though that that happened. You're to. not. It's been like four inches of rain in Encinitas in three days. That's yeah. That's nuts. And fortunately, it was just in the garage, so nothing too much damage. I did have to go get a tarp at Home Depot to kind of keep things dry. But I guess I, I can consider lucky our. Our break room at Channel 10 started leaking yesterday, and I've got to imagine we've got stories from all around San Diego of things that uh, just weren't designed to get so much water. Have you seen the pictures of some of the golf courses? Like, I have. Uh, in yeah, Mission Valley, Walk. Admiral oh, Baker, River Walk. They're just underwater. 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 Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. Uh, you want to get us started, Benny? Uh, if you want me to, yeah, sure. Uh, let's start with the big uh, 
tragic sports story from over the weekend. Alabama men's basketball player Darius Miles and another man were charged with capital murder in connection with a Sunday morning shooting near campus that killed a 23-year-old woman. Miles was booked into the Tuscaloosa County Jail on Sunday evening. Uh, apparently, there was a, a shooting like into a car after uh, a disagreement of some sort. A minor altercation, police say, that uh, got out of hand uh, as uh, no, there was no previous relationship. This almost completely like a random incident, but someone ended up dead in this, uh, this basketball player for Alabama. He's not a starter. He's a junior reserve forward on the team. Has been kicked out. Obviously, he's kicked out of school. No longer on the team. Uh, doesn't appear on on any of their websites or anything anymore. I, you know, this is the number four basketball team in the country as well. Wow. He, he may not be a critical player, but this has got to be a huge, huge thing that they're now having to deal with uh, at the University of Alabama. And uh, obviously, it's a much bigger story than that. But a tragic. Don't do this this weekend. Yeah, very, very sad story. This one not uh, quite as tragic, but uh, always interesting when you get the exchange between a reporter and an owner. And uh, Orioles chairman John Angelos uh, was kind of put on the spot. He was doing a, kind of a QA, and a um, and they were talking about College Bound Foundation. All right, they were there to announce a $5 million commitment to the College Bound Foundation and empower students at Baltimore schools to pursue a college degree. Uh, and as part of the initiative, the Orioles will provide paid internships to students, current college uh, scholars as well. So uh, it was a rare occasion for a reporter to be able to ask the Angelos family questions. And uh, the very first one was about the team's lease. And um, he he got a little bit snippy. We've got the audio for you. So I just think, are you from here? Yes, I am. Okay, I just think that we all ought to have a little perspective on what's important in the world. And what's important in the world is what we're talking about, what you're talking about. You can find any garden variety, high value, sports team, or involvement. You're always going to have some controversy. But I've been very outspoken. I'm very transparent. In fact, in fact I would invite you and all your colleagues next week, not on Martin Luther King Day. You can come back in this building. You can meet me in this office. I'll take you down to the third floor, and I'll show you the financials of the Orioles. I'll show you the governance of the Orioles. I'll show you everything you want to know, and I'll put all your questions. But today, on MLK Day, I'm not answering any of those questions. Okay. I, I promise you that next week, the same time, that he will not take him and his Oriole writer colleagues down to the office and open the books for them, I can promise you, Ben, that is not something that's going to happen. Well, and and Dan, the writer, uh, did a piece that I thought was a, a really well thought out, not overly snarky explanation of everything that happened and yeah. went through the history of it where when the Angelos brothers took over the team, essentially the first thing they said was, we want to be more transparent. We want to be, you know, explain things and be available and open to the media and then in four years, they've only answered questions twice. This was the second time That's in four years. That's so unbelievable. Obviously, if you're a reporter, you're going to take that opportunity to ask a stockpile of questions. Now, he also said, hey, if if Angelos had said, you know what, I'll answer all your questions right after the press conference, but I want to focus this on the, the good that we're doing, the people that we're helping here on MLK Day, and then 
I'll answer all your questions. I, you know, he said I would have gotten that. I, I understand. Yeah, probably wouldn't have pushed back. But there was such the pushback, and it's you know that's a that's the job of a reporter covering the team, not necessarily just to ask the questions that the team wants you to ask at the event you're right. supposed to be at. But you have to take that opportunity to to see what the owner is going to say. There's a lot of rumors about whether the team is going to be sold, whether they're going to extend their lease at Camden Yards that's up at the end of this year. And you get that chance as a reporter. You would be derelict in your responsibilities if you don't at least ask the question and see what kind of answer or response that you get. That Yeah, it's a really, really good point, man. Really, really good point. All you right. have a uh, do-do this? Yeah, it's a snarky one. I hate making them snarky. I usually like making them a little more genuine. But uh, do do this, and congratulations to Brett Maher for breaking his streak of five extra points missed in a row, including one on the final regular season game of the season for the Cowboys, and then the first four extra points last night on Cowboys touchdowns. He misses them all. He did get the opportunity late and made that last one. I, I got no idea, though, what the Cowboys are going to do this week. I mean, he's got, you know, as golfers would say, the yips just the had yips, the, yeah they had it's, the complete yips push push pull push you know it's just for whatever reason it was inside his head and he could not make those extra points and now you're kind of scrambling do you trust that guy and you know you're gonna have to play a close game at some point in the postseason and you're gonna have to make some kicks field goals extra points that could be very costly if your kicker is you know pushing and pulling the the football all over the place but he made that last one and you know, maybe he has a good week of practice and they go. I mean, it's not like he's a rookie and that was his first game. Right. He's a proven right. kicker who has done good things to the Cowboys in the past. You don't necessarily just want to say, well, goodbye to this guy after you're years out, and buddy. years. But if he comes back next week and Misses misses his first, first one, extra point, done. oh, my. Oh, my did gosh. You see, did you see Dak on the sideline? Yeah, he was curious. Go for effing two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, it's the equivalent. Of missing a three-foot putt, you know, and, and starting your round in, in the Masters, uh, maybe not the Masters, but a really, really big tournament, uh, <laughs> missing your first four holes, missing three-foot uh, three putts in your first four holes. I mean, you would die. There's no way you're getting it back. Now, the good news is the Cowboys were scoring a bunch of touchdowns, so yeah, he got so all those really chances, and it, and it didn't really matter. But at some point, it's going to, and he's got... He's got just a few days to figure it out because they got a divisional road game on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers, and I, I promise you, they're not going to be the pushovers that the Tampa Bay Bucks were last night. That's going to be a very difficult game, and they're going to need every point they can get to have a chance uh, to knock off the 49ers in Santa Clara next weekend. No doubt about it. All right, that's don't and do do this for a Tuesday. All right, we'll come back, and uh, you know what? I know everyone's been waiting for it. Yes, I've got some thoughts on the, the Los Angeles Chargers oh, so epic collapse. You're so you know, I may giddy. surprise some people his though. Pants. I may surprise some people as well. Uh, it's Put not, your pants on. It's not going to all just be dumping on our old team. I've got I've got measured thoughts as well. We'll get to that coming up with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Call me bitter, call me salty, but yes, the best moment of my weekend was watching the Los Angeles Chargers blow a 27-0 lead in the wild card round of the playoffs to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll admit it, it gave me pleasure to see that happen. Welcome back, it's Ben and Woods, uh, Woodsy and Paul live at Padres Fantasy Camp at the Peoria Sports Complex. They're actually, they're in the hallways, like between the Padres Clubhouse and uh, the fields, it's great that you guys are out there this week. I'm back here in our studios. Andy Ashby just walked by a few minutes ago. He walked into the training room where there was, I don't know, 15 to 20 fantasy campers just laid out across the room getting work done. We didn't we didn't do anything. We didn't year. do much. We swung the bats for we about 20 f- minutes. We threw and we hit a little. And uh, Ashby walks in and goes, are you effing kidding me? What are y'all doing are in you here? effing kidding me? Oh, my God. He's... We're gonna have, we're definitely chatting with him later, right? At some point. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. We definitely. Are I don't want to miss that. So, um, <laughs> so you know, I I have one big fear when it comes to the L.A. Chargers. I don't want them to win a Super Bowl title. After I invested forty years plus of my life rooting for that team, and then washing my hands of them when they moved to Los Angeles. I don't want them to see. I don't want to see Dean Spanos lifting the Lombardi Trophy and having a poorly, sparsely attended parade through the streets of Inglewood anytime soon. I really, I mean, that would that would be very personally frustrating for me. After all the time sure. I've invested, yeah, I could have stuck around, you know, and tried to keep cheering for the team, but I, you know, my soul just wasn't going to allow it. So now I kind of feel like I have to cheer against them, and when. They fall short, as they've done every single year since they've moved. I will relish that moment, and I did. I did on Saturday night when it looked like they were going to cruise. I mean, yeah, it's Jacksonville. I figure, yeah, they're going to win this one. They'll probably lose to the Chiefs next week. But when they blew it, yeah, I took some satisfaction in that. But I don't know if you but noticed. But you picked, you picked I did. the Jags, and I told you, Benny, you are, you're not you're not betting with your head here. You're betting with your heart because the Chargers, as much as we want to, you know, we hate to say it, they're not the same old team. They're just not. This isn't, you know, you don't see, you see some Chargering, 
But, you know, it, it, it's not like it was. And even in the short time that I was here while they were here, they did things that, that def, defied logic, defied uh, explanation, defied uh, anything I'd Im- imagination. I mean, I would see special teams plays and be like, oh, oh, my God. Like, how do they do this week in, week out? You obviously grew up with it. Um, you see a little bit of that since they moved up to L.A., but I thought not even in my wildest dreams do they have a chance of blowing this game. It's, they are it's, too talented. It's too easy to win when you're up that much against an inferior team. And make no mistake, Jacksonville was inferior in the first half. Um, they, they, they dominated them in every facet of the game. I mean, there's one way you can lose. One way you can lose when you're up 27-0. Turnover. Turnovers. Just turn over the ball. And they That's didn't it. turn over the ball they once. They didn't turn the incredible. ball over. They won the turnover battle 5 nothing. And still so, found a way to lose that game. It was it, so Benny, it defied I, belief. I, I'm watching the game, and I go, this is, this is boring as hell. I'm not trying to watch these guys throw up 45 points. So I hit the sack, and I woke up to a text from our boy JoJo, who's out here. He goes, I woke up at like 1 o'clock in the morning, and he was like, I can't believe that. Ben's going to be so happy. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? So I flipped on my phone. I looked at it, and I went, that can't be. 31-30, there's no way. Next morning, Paulie and I get up. We go out and do a couple errands, play some golf. We uh, we go to lunch, and Paulie was like trying to talk to me. I go, "Hang on, hang on." I didn't see it. I'm I'm reading the athletic article about it, and he's like, "Well," and I'm like, "Hang on, one second. Let me rip through this article." I'm like, "Just zip your lip for one minute. Let me read this." So hard not to. because I'm like, I can't believe what I'm reading right now. They're calling jet sweeps, uh, you know, and short yardage plays when. When that play in particular had netted them negative 21 yards on the year. And I'm going, how do you not just run the ball up the middle and bleed clock and punt the ball away for as many times as you can? You know, um, Bill Barnwell, who's uh, so smart covering football for ESPN and ESPN Plus and the Insider, had a great point yesterday on Twitter. He said, after the Chargers got up 27 to nothing, he added up all the time they left on the clock, like snapping. Snapping the ball with 12 seconds left on the play clock, with yeah. 15 seconds left on the play clock, it all added up to about two minutes and 40 seconds of clock. It's unreal. They could have bled if they had just taken a little more time. You think Jacksonville still comes back if they don't have that extra two minutes nope. and 40 seconds at the end? Just the little tiny things that you need to do wrong to lose a game like that. But let me be honest. I, there's a reason why I'm so particularly satisfied, and it's because... Part of me is a little nervous because the Chargers have the one thing that you need more than anything else in the NFL to really make a Super Bowl run. And that's a young quarterback who's not breaking the bank yet, but is playing at a level like a Super Bowl level. And Justin Herbert is that on his rookie deal. They can surround him with, you know, talent and money and put guys around him. And they've tried to do that. And so far, it has not worked out. They've got one year left of Justin Herbert on his original rookie deal, and then they're going to have to pay him 40 or $50 million a year, which is going to make it much harder to put together the talent necessary for a Super Bowl run. So part of me feels like if I can just fade one more year here of Justin Herbert on the rookie deal, I can breathe out a little bit of a sigh going, okay, they didn't get it done the way like Seattle did with the young Russell Wilson and we've seen with other young, controllable quarterbacks where they can put you know, players around him. Tom Brady did it by taking less money with yep. the, the Patriots and then the Bucks, so he would be surrounded by talent in his career. It's so critical 
for putting together a Super Bowl contender. So, yes, I was I was happy. I know that there are people in San Diego that still root for that team, and there was one tweet I got in particular that kind of made me pause for a second. Ben Woods uh, talking about that Chargers collapse on Saturday night, and, and when it happened, Woods, and you were asleep in Arizona, I tweeted out, thank you, Trevor Lawrence. That was deeply satisfying with the ha-ha uh, gif attached. And I got this tweet back from Julie who said, very much disagree. And honestly, I really do not understand alienating half of your San Diego base by delighting in their heartache. Not all of us jump ship. Yes, ownership sucks, and I despise that they relocated, but I'm a loyalist and still support the team. And I, you know what? That, that tweet actually made me pause and think for a little bit because I don't, I really don't feel ill will toward fans who continue to root for the team. I've said it many times. My dad still roots for the team. Sometimes you just can't give it up. We cheer for teams with bad owners all the time. I've cheered for the Padres my whole life. Yeah, they had some really bad owners like Jeff Morad and, uh, you know, uh, Tom Werner over the years that you don't really feel good about rooting for. So, yes, you can cheer for a team with bad ownership that makes bad decisions. And there's plenty of teams that cheer for teams that don't live, you know, don't play in the city where they live in. You can cheer for teams out of market but at the same time you have to understand i don't cheer for the chargers anymore and i need i kind of i know how hard it's going to be if they ever did win a super bowl so yes i am going to still be happy that they lose i'll be happy that they're upset in that front office in that clubhouse that they're not going to win up there in la but i don't i really feel bad for people like julie and you know her family and and whoever else is out there it's not that's not what I'm going for. That's not what I'm I'm not reveling in your suffering. I promise I'm not. You're reveling in, in Dean Spanos' yes. suffering. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And I think that's fair. And I think that's absolutely fair. Especially and I don't want to burn any sources here, but especially knowing, you know, some of the things that we know about his reasoning for moving up there, you know, and, and you know what I'm talking about here. And uh it, it's not all as was reported and it's not all financials. Um, you know, we know different. We just do. And, and that's a fact. And so you hear what we hear, and you're like, you know what? Screw that guy. He doesn't deserve it. And, in fact, he deserves what happened to him on Saturday night. Not Justin Herbert. He played his ass off, didn't turn the ball over, didn't make mistakes. Um, you know, not, not the, the brilliant roster that they put together. I mean, I, I look at the head coach and what he did in, in, in the last week, you know, burning Mike Williams. I mean, you think Mike Williams could have helped you that game, Ben? I mean, it's just absurd. And, and they continue to step on their junk at every chance that they get. And, you know, if I'm a Charger fan, I'm, I'm the most frustrated human being alive. And, I, you know, obviously if they were here, we'd be covering them like crazy. We'd be out at Chargers fantasy camp, I'm sure. And games like that would have put me in the grave the other night. It would have put me over the edge. Imagine if you were still that fan. Now, here's where I'm going to surprise people maybe a little bit. I've heard nothing but uh, national media, many fans calling for Brandon Staley to be fired. I've also heard many people say, I don't think the Spanoses are going to do it. They're too cheap. They're not going to hire a a big-name coach. They're not going to spend on a new coach. Honestly, I don't think Brandon Staley is the problem. I think he's the best coach that they have hired 
in a long, long time. Well, I'm, that's a low bar, though. It is. I mean, a, it's, it's a low it's bar. A low bar. It's like you know. He's Andy also, Ash, speaking of low bar. There's Andy Ashby over there. He's also the coach that had his team ready for you know to jump out of the gate to a twenty-seven nothing lead. Hundred percent. You know, put together a pretty pretty good game plan. But Benny, he's calling jet sweeps when you need a yard. You know, and it's just like, what are you doing? Why do you get cute? They love to get cute, and he's a guy. I think in the NFL. Who likes to get cuter than Brandon Staley when you don't really need to get cute? When you've got the personnel to to run out clock and Austin Eckler or something like that. It, it just it didn't make any sense to me. And it would have, like I said, if we were covering this team and love this team, it would have it would have put me in the grave to lose that game. I, I think the problem goes higher. You can't you can't trade or fire ownership, but Tom Telesco has had over a decade now as general manager of the team. Uh, the signing of J.C. Jackson in the offseason was an absolute disaster. They could have used that money so much more effectively, you know, to put the pieces around. Like, you've got this young, controllable quarterback on his rookie deal, and you tried to go all in, you draft picks, you picked up veterans. It didn't work. And really, they're putting themselves into salary cap purgatory the next few years. Really, to, to me, you got to look higher than the head coach to find the problems of that organization. Yeah, Brandon Staley made some mistakes. Well, when you keep hiring young coaches who have never been in playoff games before, gonna they're going to make mistakes. That's what happens when you, when you have a young coach in his first playoff game. And then you fire him. You never give him a chance to learn from those mistakes going forward. You're not going to, you know, pay for a Sean Payton. It's clear that's never been the Chargers' mo. He just uh, interviewed with the Houston Texans over the weekend, and you know maybe he'll get that job. But you need to give up another draft pick to to hire Sean Payton as well, and you're already losing some of that draft capital well, as well. So I breaking breaking news nine minutes ago: Chargers fired offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. That's from Adam Schefter. Well, there's your jet sweep ago. right there. Yeah, yeah, that's, there's your and, jet sweep, and that doesn't that doesn't surprise me, and that probably makes some sense. Uh, in, in terms of, you know, if they're going to make a change, that's the way that they need to do it. But, uh, yeah, to me, and that is also a sign that Brandon Staley's not going anywhere. You know, they make Joe Lombardi fall on the sword and say, hey, that's how we need to, you know, improve for the next season by changing the offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, they're uh, cleaning house a little bit already. Yep, but not the head coach, and it doesn't surprise me at all. Never expected them to fire the head coach after that game. And, honestly, I don't, I don't think they should. You give him a chance to learn from his mistakes. I hope he doesn't, you know, and hope they don't do well. But, you know, from my objective opinion, they're better off keeping him than trying to, uh, than trying to you know, change coaches again and uh, go with someone else at this point. Yeah, agreed. Agreed uh, fully. So the, uh, the games are all set for next weekend as well. First look at them on Saturday. Uh, you've got the two one seeds in action, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars in the early game in the afternoon and then the night game will be the philadelphia eagles and the new york giants how about that a divisional matchup uh in an nfc divisional uh, game playoff game i like i think that's going to be an interesting one obviously the eagles will be i think favored by around i think they're around seven or eight point favorites right now but the giants and daniel jones look pretty good in that first game and will <laughs> take really some momentum did. into that matchup and with the week off with jalen hurts only having the one game after coming off the the injury, I think there is a possibility of an upset. We'll make our picks later in the week, but I think there's at least a possibility of an upset in that game. Divisional rematches the third time. They always kind of scare me a little bit. They feel like they're 
a little more toss-ups in the playoffs than some other matchups. Now we saw the 49ers take care of the the Seahawks for a third time, pretty much no problem. So, yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, those ones always yeah, a little more shaky. And then on Sunday, uh, you've got the two games as well. Uh, we've got the rematch, the Bengals and the Bills going back at it again, the game that was suspended because of the DeMar Hamlin cardiac arrest. Uh, they'll go at it in Buffalo in the divisional one, round of the playoffs. Ben, you got two quarterbacks that, you know, a year ago you thought, man, these guys, I mean, obviously they're both great. Both great. Both of them having trouble, especially Josh Allen. I mean, the, the kind of carelessness with the football. If you're a Bills fan... You are on pins and needles <laughs> almost every time that guy drops back, especially in the red zone. I mean, he he's turned the ball over way too much for a, as good of a quarterback as he is, and neither of them really looked uh, as dynamic as I expected them to, to look. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow's hampered by some injuries on the offensive line in front of him. He's not getting the kind of protection. i got to imagine the emotions of that game, too, as well, uh, are maybe going to carry the Bills, although they, they certainly haven't looked dominant at all in in the last no. couple of weeks. And then if you're of a certain age like Woods and I are, 49ers Cowboys just takes me right back it's to, right back, to the, like the early 90s. To my youth. Yeah, you know. I used to I used to go to those divisional uh, <laughs> games with my dad like it's bananas to see uh them back at it again. I I feel like I know who's going to win. I feel like I do. But uh you know, you, it's like we've been saying about the Cowboys, you never know what what Cowboys team's going to show up. I thought Dak played really well. Uh, last night, that game was was really never in danger. Yeah, uh, you know he was responsible for five touchdowns last night. Yeah, to bounce back as they did after playing so poorly in the regular season finale said something. I I just I feel at some point Brock Purdy is going to hurt the 49ers. It's it's well, nothing we against waiting him. for it to happen. It's nothing but... against him personally, but every quarterback, every quarterback is going to have a moment where they. They struggle, and the game looks too fast for them when they're young. Not just a Mr. Irrelevant, and but really there was, anyone. There was, a little, there was some of that. You know, there was, there was some of that. Uh, uh, they, don't, in, they don't ask him to do too much. They've yep. got a great defense. They've got a great running game. But at some point, to win a Super Bowl, your quarterback is going to have to make a big play or two. And maybe if they're only asking for one or two, Brock Purdy can do it. We've seen other quarterbacks, backups, you know, come in and win Super Bowls before. But... If you're looking for that hope, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, to me that that's where it lies. You know, the, the 49ers wouldn't have Brock Purdy in there if they didn't have if they had a better option. They don't right now, and and that makes them just a teeny bit vulnerable. I think going into that divisional round playoff game. Yeah, man these uh, these games should get should get pretty nasty uh, coming up this weekend. So yeah, we'll get our picks together by the end of the week. Uh, if you want more on football, of course, you can always tune in to kickoff with Boomer and Valente. Uh, Friday, 6 p.m., as former NFL MVP Boomer Esiason, Mike Valenti, discuss the biggest NFL news, preview the big games of the week right here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we're halfway home. I'll guess some Benna Woods appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. More guests from Padres Fantasy Camp. I know Andy Ashby bumping around. Get to all that coming up with Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 